I'm Kevin, and welcome to Finding My Freedom. I was born on March 10th, 1972 in Adrian, Michigan. I'm a Pisces sun in the fourth house, Capricorn moon in the second house, and Scorpio ascendant. I also have my parents' sun signs prominent in my chart too. My mom is a Capricorn sun, and my dad is a Cancer Gemini cusp. Now this is a snapshot of the night sky when I was born, and it tells a lot about me. My chart is Earth dominant, and I feel like I have fire, water, and air in all the right spots. For instance, I've been accused of being airheaded, having really big dreams and expectations, I also have an affinity to bleed into things you can't necessarily see and being very sensitive. And I feel that's the Pisces, Sun, and Scorpio rising in my chart. I'm a very hard worker and I try to complete tasks in a practical order. I believe that is my Capricorn moon in the house of Taurus. I am always trying to create an income from things I love, and when I find my passion, I am unstoppable. I believe that's my Venus in Taurus and fifth house of Leo. Those are the aspects that I really relate to the most. Um, I have a North Node in Aquarius and a Yod, so there's a lot more I've been looking into besides just that. Now, anybody can say that it's all, you know, woo-woo and made-up nonsense. And that's cool. You believe what you want to believe. But since I started studying this, I'm realizing that this is how I've been all my life anyway. So it's like uh, connecting the dots. Each one of us has one, and no two are exactly the same. Now, sure, we'll have aspects that are similar to people, and sometimes we connect with people that way. But my chart is my chart, and nobody on this planet has one that's just like mine. Well, enough of that. Let's get back to the beginning. When my parents met, my dad was playing in bands around town, and mom was hanging out meeting people. They were very young when I was born. Mom was 20, and dad was 19. They got married shortly after she found out she was pregnant. My sister was born two years later. Dad did his best to try to support us. He even joined the military for a short time. But it just wasn't working out. Mom wanted him to get a real job and he had an opportunity to move to Nashville to play some music. When I was two years old and my sister was just a few months old, dad uh, moved to Nashville. And mom stayed home in Adrian with us two kids. Now I know dad loved us, and as a baby, we were close. Mom kept pictures, and I was familiar with him in that way. And it was just one of those things they couldn't agree on. Apparently, I was very close with my grandparents on my mom's side. 
Mom said she felt like her and her dad bonded a little bit more after I was born. And when I was two years old, he passed away of cancer. Now, from the ages of zero to about 10 to 12 years old, I only remember bits and pieces of things. So this is mainly from what I can remember and what I was told from friends and family. But I absolutely 100% remember my grandfather's funeral and not knowing why they were taking him away. So I think losing both my dad and grandfather really close to the same time had a really big impact on how I would handle relationships in the future. One day I was having a conversation with my mom. It must have been 20, 25 years ago. And she filled me in on some things that were going on between the ages of two and five that I don't remember. But looking back on it, it would make sense. For instance, when I was three, we lived in an old duplex on Siena Heights Drive. And apparently, I had an imaginary friend that I would talk to sometimes. But after we moved, I never mentioned him again. I guess kids that play this way have a very good imagination and naturally have a strong intuition. But I think it was one of my ancestors just kind of checking in on me. Around this time, I was showing early signs of having interest in music. Apparently, when the TV was on and I was playing, as soon as a commercial would come on, I would stop playing and watch TV and just be mesmerized by those commercials. Then when the show came back on, I would go back to playing. And if you've ever seen a commercial from the 70s, those jingles were very, very catchy. <laughs> Around this time, I would also get a little bit sick. I would get colds and have respiratory problems quite a bit. And when I was, I believe, five or six, I had gotten sick, and it was a little worse than normal, and we went to the doctor, and I was told it was a cold or the flu, and then I was sent home. But mom knew something else was wrong, so she took me for a second opinion, and it turned out I had pneumonia, and it was pretty serious. I could have died if untreated much longer. Now I have two aunts and two uncles on my mom's side that I was very close with growing up. They were of the hipster variety. My uncle drove vans and they had lots of friends. Well anyway, I was in the hospital and well they snuck in and came to visit me. And it was a real fond memory. I also remember the nurse holding my hand 
while they got me ready for my spinal tap. And well, let's just say that cured me of ever wanting to get close to a needle ever for the rest of my childhood. <laughs> At around seven years old, my mom met my future stepdad. And the main thing I remember is that she asked me if I liked him and if we wanted him to come around more. And I did at that point. Up until then, it was just uh, me, my mom, and my sister. Well, they ended up getting married in a relatively short period of time. And after that happened, everything changed. But we can talk about that a little bit later. One day, we got a call from Dad. I believe I was seven or eight years old. And he said that he had some time and that he wanted to see us kids. So Mom loaded us up and we headed down to Nashville. Up until this point, he was non-existent in our life and I remember being excited to finally meet him. So I'm not sure exactly what happened, but we went down there and ended up having to turn around and come back. Now, I didn't know what heartbroken was, but I do remember it hurt and that I wouldn't wish that on any adult, let alone a couple kids under 10. So we were in Michigan getting on with our lives, mom had a new husband, and my interest in music started getting more and more prevalent. I had a little portable record player that played 45s. If you're not sure what a 45 is, it's uh, basically a small record that had a single on each side. So you had the big record that had multiple songs on each side, and then the little 45s that had the singles. Now, when I say little, it was... <laughs> sort of a understatement because at the time it was little like compared to the full-size record players that were in people's homes this thing was portable it was about the size of a thick briefcase and it had a lid that latched so you could unlatch the lid and take the lid all the way off and play records on it i carried that thing around with me everywhere My first records were Kenny Rogers the Gambler and Elvira by the Oak Ridge Boys. In the fourth grade, we had to uh, do a little project where we made something and then explained to the class what it was. And I made a drum, kind of. I just took a pan and decorated it flipped it over and uh, and explained to the class that if you hit it in certain areas it would change the pitch I can't remember what kind of grade I got but the teacher seemed a little impressed anyway <laughs> I 
got my first guitar at nine years old, and mom started me on lessons. But she had me on a very strict practice schedule, and for a nine-year-old kid, I didn't want any part of that. So the guitar went into the closet till I was about 14. I played the violin in the fifth grade, and it was expensive to rent the instrument, so I switched to band in the sixth grade. They had instruments that you could use, and it was free, so that's what we did. But the instruments they had available were all really big. I tried uh, baritone sax, in which I probably, in sixth grade, weighed like 90 pounds and had to walk home, so I couldn't hardly carry that thing home. Now, my stepdad had an old beat-up coronet down in the basement. If you're unfamiliar, it's a different version of a trumpet. It's like a smaller version of a trumpet. The mouthpiece was jammed in it. It was dingy, and it had a bunch of dents in it. But it played, and, well, I could actually carry it home. So my Capricorn mother made a deal with me. So if I got straight A's for the full year, my sixth grade year, they would buy me a brand new trumpet. And I got straight A's for that year, and the next year I took a brand new trumpet to band class. It was funny because when I brought it in, the teacher was really excited about it. He, he held it up and was like, look everybody, there's a brand new instrument in the house and da 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 da. Which I thought was pretty cool because he was seemed more proud about it than me. <laughs> so I played trumpet from 6th grade to the 8th grade and it was great. I loved the band. I got better at practicing, um, made some cool friends and uh, learned how to read music. That brings us up to somewhere around 10, 12 years old, something like that. I'm really just trying to recall some of the important stuff that like is relevant to what I want to talk about. And, you know, not to talk, just to hear myself talk, because I really don't like hearing myself talk. <laughs> So if you're enjoying it, keep on listening and um, we'll uh, work on the next one and try to keep it getting better and better each time. Y'all have a wonderful week and we will talk to you soon. Thank you very much.